Good evening, everyone. The way I'd like us to begin for this period, this loving kindness period, is, is just to say a little bit about it. During this time, we'll be sharing with you what we could call heart practices, which are often the four, what are called Brahma Viharas, and I'll go over these. So loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. And then you could say there, we might throw in some of their cousins like uh, gratitude or forgiveness. And in light of that, uh, uh, the way I'd like us to begin is a little bit differently. What I'd like to, and Brian, maybe you can help with this. I'm going to remove the spotlight and I, I want to invite all of you to have it on gallery view. Um, it's so important to, if you can switch over, if you know how to do that, to gallery view. And to once again, slow down with our community here. You know, as I mentioned, one of the refuges of this practice is Sangha of, of community. And as, uh, as Matthew put it, the way Sangha works is we get to rely on each other's sincerity. This is something I was touched by in terms of the groups today is all of your sincerity. So again, I invite you to slow down, to take each other in, to behold each other. If you're on a device or your computer screen, you might need to scroll, you know, left or right or swipe left or right. To see your fellow yogis, to behold your fellow practitioners. Such a rare thing to really just slow down and to take in another. And as you're slowing down with each other, you might want to throw in a little bit of kindness, sprinkle your gaze, your beholding with some kindness. Or as we like to say, just a little bit of love for each other. You might want to linger with one bean or move through a number of beans. And the other thing I want to invite you to feel right now when you're just beholding each other is to also feel that there are probably a few people sending you some kindness. What's it like to allow some of that in? You can start on the smaller level, just a few molecules into the heart. 
that right now there are beings, mostly human beings, sending you kindness and you too are sending kindness. And for some of you, this might be really so sweet. Might elicit some nervousness. That's okay. We can bring some kindness to that. Or there might be some not liking. That's okay too. We can bring some kindness to that. (laughs) Yeah, this flavor here. Great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for taking some time to linger with each other and to create community. And really, I'm going to now be taking some time to share with you about loving kindness, about this quality. It's going to be downhill from just that experience, but that's the way it is, ups and downs. Yet I do want to take some time to frame what it is to bring in loving kindness or this quality of softening the heart into our our spiritual practice, because it is so important. For example, I, I remember on a retreat, a practitioner was sharing about their experience, and she said, you know, in terms of this practice, I don't need to remember to be present. I just need to remember to be kind. I was like, oh, yes, (laughs) so true. And the reason I'm I'm sharing with you that comment is, is because often what's emphasized in mindfulness can be attentional skills. You might have read this. There's so much in this world of mindfulness about keeping the mind attentive, keeping it so it's not distracted, keeping it on the breath or something like that. And yeah, there is a place for attentional skills. That's one of the things that we're cultivating. Yet what I've found is that so much of what it is to cultivate the sense of presence or mindfulness is actually about softening the heart in particular ways. And I find that this can be forgotten in this practice that we're engaging in. For me... When I think back on it, I might be underestimating this, but it was probably the first decade or so of my practice. Hopefully you're not as slow of a learner as I am. Uh, I want to say I was super diligent that first decade. I was really so passionate about this practice. It's one of the reasons I got ordained in the Zen tradition. And yet when I look back on it, what was missing was a sense of the heart being soft and, and really, once my heart started to soften with practices around, like, especially around kindness and compassion, is 
these whole other dimensions of practice began to unfold. So I really want to emphasize the importance of these heart qualities that we're going to be exploring for kind of the fullness of tasting and touching the spiritual path. And maybe you you tasted a little bit. Did you taste a little bit of that just a few minutes ago? It's right there, right? So sweet. And it's related to what Tori was talking about, because much of what Tori was talking about is how is the mind relating to experience? Remember the warbler? (laughs) How could you forget? (laughs) What a great story. (laughs) How are you relating to the journey? And so much of it has to do with the heart quality that's there. At least this is what I notice. So a little bit about these Brahma Viharas. I want to explain where this term comes from and also uh, situated in a broader understanding of this path before we begin to practice some more of this. And we're going to do a very specific practice around this as well. So a story. Once upon a time, there were these young Brahmins. So remember, the Buddha was situated in this Brahminical uh, society. And they were having this, this, uh, this conversation of how to become one with Brahma, because that was the goal of the Brahminical spiritual life, to go abide with Brahma. And so you could say the, the, the word for abode is vihara. So how can we go hang out with Brahma? That's what they were talking about. And as they went on and on, they came to the Buddha and asked the Buddha, which is kind of funny. I don't know if they knew that he wasn't really in the Brahmanical, Brahminical tradition. And they say, well, how do we become one with Brahma? There's a side note. I think this is so beautiful about how the Buddha speaks. Instead of changing their language, he uses their language. He says, well, if you want to go hang with Brahma, if you want to abide, go to the abode of Brahma, you should practice the Brahma Viharas. Like this is, this is where Brahma hangs out. Where does Brahma hang out? In loving kindness and compassion and appreciative joy and equanimity. This is how you get to become one with Brahma. And then he, he talks about these divine abodes, these, these Brahma Viharas as being, uh, I, I want to share with you the, the Pali, because it's a really interesting phrase, Cheto Vimutti. Uh, Cheto comes from, some, some of you know Pali, from Chitta, uh, the, the Chitta, which can be translated as mind or heart. So when you're hanging out in kindness like you just were, you're hanging out in a heart that's free. Vimutti is freedom. So kindness is a free heart. And the reason I'm I'm taking some time with this is to point out that when you practicing kindness, when your heart's filled with kindness, you're getting a taste of the kind of freedom that this path is about. And this is super important because sometimes we have notions of what freedom and awakening are. Sometimes we either outwardly or secretly envision a kind of freedom or awakening in our lives that will make my life pleasant all the time. (laughs) That'd be cool. But I want to point out that's not the kind of awakening and freedom the Buddha was talking about. 
And any of you have tried to chase after that kind of freedom of wanting my life to be pleasant all the time, know the kind of suffering that comes with it. Especially for those of you in recovery. Sometimes I find it easier to hang out with people in recovery because it's kind of like, yeah, I got that one down. Like I've tried that one. (laughs) And I so know (laughs) that that is a miserable way to live, to try to have a pleasant life all the time. Some of us who haven't struggled with addiction, sometimes it takes us a little bit longer. (laughs) So this is a different kind of freedom or awakening. It's about a heart that's tender and responsive. What would it be like to, to have that as an aspiration? A heart that's tender and responsive, like you might have just experienced. Maybe this is what it's all about. Simply finding oneself. Here I am, I'm thrown into a world that it calls upon me for my love. And finally, I I find the freedom to fully heed that call. To love and to, to be loved. Maybe that's what it's about. And not only is it about sharing that kindness, but it's also receiving it which we're going to, this is where we're going to begin is actually receiving loving kindness. I'm going to be taking you through a a guided meditation. And then at the end, we might add some um, uh, practicing sending loving kindness. But I think that's important. And and to to help kind of bring out a a sense of dimensionality around this, I want to share with you a, a poem by the poet, Raymond Car- Carver. It's uh, called Late Fragment. Some of you might know this poem. It's a very short poem. I want to give a little bit of the context about the poem because I feel like it makes it more powerful. This was the last poem in Raymond Carver- Carver's last published book. And he wrote his last collection of uh, poems while he was dying of cancer. So I want you to imagine his life. Here he is. He's writing this poem towards the very end of his life. And you're going to hear the way I imagine this poem I'm going to share with you is it sounds as if he's asking himself these questions, like he's turning to himself and saying, so did you do this? And then he's answering himself. So this is what he asks at the beginning. He says, And did you get what you wanted from this life, even so? And he answers, really quite touching. He says, I did. I did get what I wanted. That's what he basically says. And then he asks, and what did you want? And he responds, to call myself beloved to feel myself beloved on the earth. Wouldn't that be freeing to be able to call yourself beloved 
to feel that, to feel myself beloved, to feel myself loved on this earth. What a beautiful way to die. So we're going to practice some of this and we're going to begin with practicing receiving it. And just to be really clear, kindness, loving kindness, this Pali word metta, uh, it's connected with this other Pali word uh, mitta, which is friend or friendliness. Some of you might know this from Kalyana mitta. So it's this quality of friendliness. And the commentaries connect it with this other verb, which I love is majati, to be filled or to be fattened by by kindness and sometimes you might get that feeling practicing loving kindness is being filled with it and when we go through this guided event in just a few minutes here the things i think i want to really emphasize is that sometimes you feel it and sometimes you don't (laughs) this is so important this is a practice and to practice, we have to have that tolerance for both. That's just the way it unfolds. Sometimes you're going to feel it and sometimes you don't. And yet you still practice, you still continue. It's like when I play basketball, I rarely play basketball. <laughs> so if you were to imagine me playing basketball, I miss a lot. But the important thing is for me to stay on the court. And that's what's important about loving kindness. Sometimes it can be like, oh, I don't feel it. It'd be like leaving the court whenever you missed. Like, it, it doesn't really work that way. We have to have that tolerance to stay on the, on the court in that way. And yeah, and even the opposite sometimes can arise doing loving kindness. And, and that too is just part of our practice. Then we bring kindness to that. As I mentioned, what I'm going to invite you to play with is receiving loving kindness. Have you noticed you you might be like me. Sometimes it feels so much easier to send kindness and to give kindness. But boy, to receive it, oh, it's like receiving a compliment. took me such a long time to just receive compliments. (laughs) Again, you might be different than me. But it can be tough to open the heart in this way. And I notice when I can receive, I I offer in a very different way. When I allow my heart to be filled by receiving kindness. And we're going to be exploring this through the imagination. So I'm going to be inviting you to at a certain point to surround yourself by with beings that have shown you kindness in some way. And they don't have to be perfect people. There might be imperfect people that you know were really kind to you at some point, or it could be even a stranger. What kind of archetypal images of people sending, of beings sharing, sharing kindness with you. And then we're going to allow that to fill us. And then if we have time, we'll move on to then sending that. Okay, in light of this, 
what I invite you to do is to take, let's just take one minute. Let's take one minute. You might want to move your body a little bit if you need to stand up and move. Just one minute, just to allow for a quality of ease and then finding a posture that would feel supportive, that's um, that's easeful yet alert. That's what we're looking for. But comfort is important for this practice. And then as you get yourself situated, I invite you to allow your attention to come inward. And beginning with something simple, like simply feeling your body in whatever posture it's in. Allowing for a quality of relaxation. Just parts of the body, like allowing the shoulders to drop, the jaw to loosen. Allowing the pelvic floor to settle downward and open. I now invite you to begin to imagine. Imagine that there is a circle of beings surrounding you who love you. It could be archetypal beings. It could be the Buddha or Kuan Yin be Mother Mary. It could be teachers maybe you had or mentors, your fourth grade teacher who was kind to you. The postal worker that smiled at you that one time. It could be friends, partners, caregivers. Four-leggeds wagging their tail. And I invite you to imagine that they're smiling at you right now, seeing them smile at you or gazing upon you with those kindly eyes. 
And if you know loving kindness phrases, maybe you hear them saying phrases of kindness. Maybe they're whispering to you, may you be happy. May you be healthy and safe. May you be at ease. Continuing to see them smiling at you, hearing them offer kind phrases to you. I now invite you to also feel them radiating towards you kindness so that they're showering you with kindness. Allow yourself to feel this kindness, feeling it in the body, throughout the body like a pleasant vibration throughout the body. Feeling the energy of kindness that they're showering you with. Continuing with this, seeing them, smiling at you, sending you kindness. Hear them offering you kind words. Feel them, feel them showering you with kindness. Feeling it in the body, the vibrations, pleasant throughout the body. Lingering and savoring that feeling right now.
Set aside any notions of deserving or not deserving and instead give yourself completely over to this feeling of kindness that is filling your body. Savoring it and disappearing into that feeling. Surrendering to the feeling of kindness as you perceive all of these beings showering you with it. You might want to connect it with the breathing. So on the in-breath receiving, taking in the radiating quality of kindness into your entire being. And then on the out-breath savoring, making much of it. Breathing in, receiving. Breathing out, savoring, lingering. And if you start to lose contact with this practice, just begin again. Imagining these beings surrounding you, smiling, hearing their kind words, feeling them radiate this feeling of kindness towards you and savoring it.
now as you continue, if you want, you don't have to, you can slightly vary it. So on the in-breath, continuing to receive their kindness. And now on the out-breath, instead of just savoring it, sending it on the out-breath to beings, maybe to beings in all directions, imagining you're sending on the out-breath this kindness out into the world. In-breath receiving, out-breath offering. Okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.